Today on the Goof Duck Podcast, we welcome to the program the five-minute professor to give us a lecture on Magic Kingdom's attraction called Space Mountain. Do you think Remy and Joey has what it takes to pass his exam? If so stick around, grab a beer sit back and relax because you are now listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Enjoy. Welcome to the Goof Duck Podcast. This podcast is where you can get all of your theme park information. We record live from the Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida. We bring on guests who worked in the theme park industry and we bring guests on our show who work outside of the theme park industry. We're Goof Duck it is what it is. So everybody grab a beer, sit back and relax because you are now listening to the Goof Duck podcast with your hosts Remy and Joey right here on Spotify. Enjoy. That's right, guys. You are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. This one is for a Monday, Monday, June 1st in the year 2020. Uh, Today is National Hurricane Season Day. That's right, guys. So happy National Hurricane Season Day. Uh, Today on the program, uh, we got your your theme park news and theme park current events on what's going on throughout the theme parks here in the Central Florida area. Uh, We got your your birthday game. Uh, Joey is going to take us to beer school, which this is really odd. (laughs) I I appreciate it. I'm excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Uh, We have your Disney history, this day in history, and finally your fun fact of today. Uh, Stick around because later on the program, guys, we have our lecture and trivia. I'm sorry, our lecture and our quiz with the one and only the five-minute professor. Uh, he's going to give us our lecture on Space Mountain. So I thought it was, it was a good choice for us to you know, check it out. We, we get to learn more background, more history on it. Uh, with that being said, good morning, everybody. My name is Remy, and always with me is my partner in crime, D. Joy Mazant. Hey, dude. So uh, listen, man, uh, I've been watching you know, local news uh, throughout the entire uh like all night last night so i'm gonna talk about some some stuff that's happening in the oh, central boy. florida area yeah. so check this out uh disney springs will be closing at 7 p.m until further notice due to the orange county curfew because of the because of the protesting going on so i mean I know. I know. they gotta I know. take they gotta take you know safety precautions, precautions. you know mm. I get it. I get it. It is what it is, man. It it's is. just it's the little things like that frustrate me that we all it's I just can't figure out I mean you know what? And and, and even with my opinion, I just have to be careful of what I say because people have oh, yeah. so easy that I'm just gonna plead the fifth and say I I No no I comment. Have no no I comment. Have no opinion. I have no opinion <laughs> on I have no comment. No See, comment. There's there's a safety in no comment. <laughs> it's just I, I could be safe. No or, comment. Right, exactly. I mean, if somebody asks me, hey, what's your opinion on this thing going on right now? I'm like, no comment. I have really nothing to say about it. Uh, what's your opinion on this right now? I don't watch the news. It's no depressing. comment. I no comment. What you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, Universal Orlando begins reopening today. Today, Universal, there we go. Positive news. today Universal is reopening just for their team members only to test, to test out new procedures. Annual pass holders can go to Universal starting on June 3rd and the 4th. 
then finally the general public on June 5th. I want to know how is Universal going to manage the capacity and their restrictions. So far, hotel guests will will have priority when it comes to capacity limits. Now, Joey, t- t- tell me tell me about that, man. I mean, what so, are what, what, what are their what guidelines? Into is hotel guests are going to be the Hard Rock, basically all the hotels except the Portofino. Right. Oh. So um, what it is is basically all the hotels, except for whatever reason, they're not opening the Portofino. Mm. Uh, they're going to open up literally every other Universal hotel. And um, the thing about Universal is its capacity. I'm going to double check my numbers right now, but um, I want to say the capacity of uh, Universal Studios is I think it's around sixty thousand. Okay. Oh my gosh, I was way off. How about how many people? Universal Studios, oops. <laughs> Universal Studios only holds 27,000 people. That's it? That's absurd. How's it how is that even possible? So, now I got to check on Islands of Adventure. What is the capacity of of Universal or of Islands of Adventure? Um 29,000. So, okay, wow. that's where I got my 60,000 from. So, Universal's entire everything only holds 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. So, they're only allowing 30,000 people in. Okay. Not bad. So, the hotel only holds... I don't know how many that would be. I think the hotels only hold collectively like 14,000. So, basically, they're going to go hotel guests, annual pass holders ticket purchasers right so it says here uh, so far hotel guests will have priority when it comes to capacity limits uh, when it comes to capacity visitors visitors on property will be the first to go in the park any new guests on property will not be turned away if the park closes due to capacity huh. I don't know I, I, I have a feeling that because I went to um I was in Melbourne yesterday because I was showing homes to people mm-hmm. and the one thing that the people wanted to do is they asked if we could just go sit at a bar because they were so happy that the bars were open and we went to a bar which will most definitely remain nameless because I wouldn't dare throw them under the bus right but I walked in and they said yeah last Saturday was uh, this past Saturday is one of the busiest days we've ever had whoa not even, not even with the corona they said in general it's one of the busiest Saturdays we ever had People are so excited to get out of the house. They're so excited to just go be out amongst people again. They just, they're like, look, it is what it is. We, there were officers here, you know, making sure there was no fighting or anything like that. Right. The doors were open. And we just, it, it, people are just, people are over this, man. I know. I, mean, I, I don't, I, I honestly, it's not that I don't care what the professionals think. It's that I think Americans are so used to just having simple liberties to do whatever Yeah. <laughs> That, that we don't want somebody telling us we can't leave our house. And right. I think that's where we are. Right. So I got so. I got some I have some Disney news and I have a story that ha- that almost happened last night at our apartment. Uh, Epcot World Showcase may be staffed by cast members who do <laughs> not that. who do not meet authentic theming when a park does reopen. So the workaround for that the workaround for that is. It's not really much different than what they've kind of been doing now. Just now they can disclaimer it. Uh-huh. Let's say that, like, um, one, one of my friends, my buddy Andy, 
he was born just outside of Liverpool. Oh, wow. And though he, he never worked at Disney, he legally obtained his U.S. green card um, 17 years ago. Okay. And he's he's been living in the U.S. for over 20 years, you know, he, but he legally got his green card. Let's say he has an amazing job, but let's say for whatever reason he got furloughed from his job. He could go to Disney and say, you know, hello, hey, my name is Andrew and I am from Liverpool. Um, though I'm not here on your international program, I'm an American citizen, I can work in the UK because I'm, in fact, British in descent. So basically, it's kind of like how you could go to Kissimmee mm -hmm. and you could find somebody that's from South America. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick, stick around. We'll be right back. So as I was saying, my, my, my friend Andrew, because he's from the UK, though he's not a part of the Epcot International College Program, you know, because he's not here on a work visa, he's actually a US citizen, because he was born in that country, he could technically go work there because he is of English heritage. Right. So it would be like if they went to Kissimmee or if they went to Poinciana, if they went to anywhere where there's a large population of um, uh, Hispanic culture, um, the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot, you don't have to be from Mexico to work there. You just have to be Latin or Hispanic. So right. you can be from Ecuador, you can be from Colombia, you can be so... It's kind of nice that it technically creates jobs for locals. So, so, so silver lining. So technically, I can work for the American Pavilion if I wanted to. Yeah, you okay. could. Yeah. Uh, so I got a story. I got a story to tell you, man. So last night, my wife, uh, she was cooking dinner, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, from the corner of my eye, I saw flames, and I'm like, uh-oh. I thought our apartment was gonna catch on fire, man. So one of the uh, one of the burners caught on fire like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, nope, no, 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 no. We are not gonna, we are not going to have that happen. Uh, Disney Disney's CEO explains why Walt Disney World is opening a month after Universal, and here's what he said. All right, let's hear it. I'm down. We've what got we've got a different situation than Universal does. We're much bigger mm -hmm. than we're much bigger than Universal. We right. he, we here at Disney has a more complex business than Universal does. We have a different <laughs> labor situation. Disney is going to be implanting a new reservation reservation uh, system. Uh, let's see where I got here. Yeah. Uh, a new reservation system for our guests is going to take some time to take the millions of reservations that we have already got on the books and then switch over to the new reservation system so Disney is a good time to reopen in July. Chapik said that even though Disney is reopening up a little later than other theme parks and even limiting capacity more than, more than other parks is to build trust with the public as well as we all try to find a new normal and return to entertainment following a global pandemic. So, yeah, I, I mean, dude, what? <laughs> so he was saying that stuff it's, out of his butt. It's frustrating. Yeah, he was just saying that out of his butt because, oh, look at us, we're better than this, we're better than Universal, we're better than blah, 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 because we have 
four theme parks and Universal only has two in Florida. Blah, 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 you know? What, like, no, my what, hat's what? off to Legoland. Legoland's like, you don't even need masks, we're not social distancing, and we open June 1st. That's so right. come on in, y'all. That's we right. don't care. You, if, it's on you. You get sick, it's on you. But if you don't care, then why should we go nuts? Exactly. Good for you, Legoland. Hey, man, so I got, a, I, I got a question for you. Uh, you, you, have, you have pets, right? I do. I have a dog. Okay, I so what's your take on pet owners paying groomers to bedazzle their pet's uh, uh, region area? <laughs> I read I read this article yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> trophy wives just get a hobby. Leave your dogs who has alone. You gotta be kidding. I hate people so. I know. Oh my gosh. Who are these idiots? Your dogs don't want that, and you know they don't. Nope. Uh, so I got good news. Space shuttle, space shuttle Falcon 9 made it safely yesterday to the yep. International Space Station. It took them 19 hours to get there. Yeah, it's buddy. A full day of travel, man. So, bro, because, I, I, um, it was fun to listen. It goes like 25,000 miles an hour, which is insane. Right. So I have a list of band band musicians performing on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I know some of these. Go ahead. What do you got? All right, Elvis Costello back in 1977. He got he okay. got banned. Uh, the band Fear got banned in 19. I uh, was banned in 1981. The Replacements in 1986. Rage Against the Machine in 1996. Cypress Cypress Hill in 1993. Then you have. Yeah, I think Cypress Hill was it was something to do with marijuana. Yep. Then you have David Bowie and Frank Zappa. David Bowie and Frank Zappa. I know Zappa's a, a bit of a loose cannon, but why David Bowie? Well, for some reason, Dave David Bowie was going ballistic in the green room, and before he's before he's going before he's going to go on stage, he gets saying "f you guys, f this," and then all of a sudden wow. he start he started cursing the f word right there on stage. I'm like. Dude, you, you cannot you cannot say that on air. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, Ryan Gosling will be playing The Wolfman, a brand new movie with Universal. So we oh, might they're remaking the Wolfman. Okay. Yeah, the original Wolfman. Uh, so we might be able to see this this brand new character hopefully at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. It would be interesting. Because Horror Nights is, is still not a go. That's right. There's We don't know if we're going to get Horror Nights or not. We, we may. We may or may not. Uh, Joe Rode and John and John Lendow celebrate the third anniversary of Pandora, the world of Avatar. So they went out okay. to they went to Animal Kingdom because that's, their, that's actually their creation. They actually came up with the design of how to make Pandora like James Cameron wanted to. So that was their nice. design. It's unreal. Uh, Walt Disney World has begun their process uh, issuing refunds for annual annual pass holders after the unexpected park closures. Disney can move forward with the with extending annual passes that have been paid in full, as well as processing partial and monthly refunds for guests who have paid in full or who are on a monthly uh, payment plan. All active Walt Disney World theme parks and war parks. Annual passes will be extended for the number of days the parks are closed. Pass holders pa can do an alternative option. If they would like to, like that option, they they can uh, call Disney at 
939-7277 for more information on the alternative option. So I read this article. Okay. Uh, there are theme parks all over, you know, all over the country, like in Dubai, Europe, Asia, you know, the the Netherlands, all over the world. All over the world. So I read this article. Uh, uh, it took place in Denmark. Now I think this might be a good idea. Uh, so it says here, uh, for families who would like to ride their roller coasters, uh, they, Denmark said that families can ride their roller coasters, one roller coaster vehicle per family. Okay. So that's, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, and, I, and I'll get. I'm actually giving a, a clap for that because, dude, how how sick would it be if Universal did that? Like for the Mummy, the Hulk, uh, Green Gods, uh, Hagrid, like uh, Rip Ride Rocket, you know? Well, because the thing is, if they're doing this whole social distancing thing, then technically, if you're only allowing half the people into the park then you really only have to load half the ride. Exactly. So like on The Mummy, you could give a family a car and send it. Or like if two parties of four were there, you could put four people in row one and four people in row four. <laughs> and it would still be the same. That I mean, that works, that works. Okay, well, create... okay, how about this? Authorities are concerned that the virus can spread by riders while they are screaming on roller coasters. I'm sorry, but you're telling me we cannot scream on a roller coaster because we're enjoying the we're, we're enjoying I, the I atmosphere of the of the attraction. We're we're enjoying the 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 full the fulfillment of the enjoyment of that of that ride. You you never scream well, on a roller coaster? I don't scream on a roller coaster. I'm I'm one of those dudes that I just I sit and I just take it in. Do you laugh? I just take it in. Eh. All right, dude. Are I you ready? Are you ready? Like I said, when I go to roller uh -huh. coasters, I don't go on rides. I go to roller coasters for social media. I walk around, I take pictures, right. I drink a couple of beers, I call it a day. There you go. All right, man, are you ready to play the birthday game? I'm ready for the birthday game. Happy, happy birthday to Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Oh, he's a young and he's, what, is he 21? He is 25. Is he? Okay. Happy, 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 happy birthday to God from Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, he's probably 80 years old. 83. 83, okay. Happy, happy birthday from America's Got Talent, Heidi Klum. How old is Heidi Klum? Heidi Klum, I'm going to say only because she's been in the gig for a second. I'm going to say she's probably 50. She is 48 today. Okay. And finally, happy, happy birthday to the one only, uh, I already don't like her stand up that much, but uh, Amy Schumer. Dude, Amy Schumer rocks. I, I, don't, Schumer I, don't, find rocks. That, I don't find that funny, man. I like I like her vulgar humor. It makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Amy Schumer is 38. She is a solid 40. She's 40 years old. Nice. All right, bro. So now it's time for you, man. This is your segment. Beer school. Take us to beer school, man. What we got? So for beer school today, I went with. This was actually introduced to me by a fellow realtor here in Orlando, Florida. His name's uh, His name is Chris. Um, he has this office down in Winter, uh, Winter Park. Nice. And I've never heard of this beer before. It is called Einstock. Are you familiar with Einstock? Einstock. Is that a, uh, uh, is that a, a pale ale? It is an Icelandic white ale. Oh. Um, all of the, all of the beers that come from this company, they all have a silhouette of a Viking on the front of them. And 
what I love is, you know, I have a, I, I do have a beer tap handle collection. This is one of my white whales. I'm gonna get one of these. Every Ooh. one of their tap handles looks like a Viking axe that you pull down. It's really cool. Um, what I like about Einstock, it's a very light, it's a 5.2% alcohol. Okay. But it is a wheat malt, Pilsner malt, Bavarian noble hops, coriander and orange peel, and they use oats to thicken it up. It's rad. Wow. What, but, they, what it says from them, the Icelandic White Ale from the Einstock Company, Einstock Ulberd, um, our quest was simple, to make the best Icelandic White Ale we ever tasted. Fill up your glass and decide for yourself if this White Ale Rosé, oh, I'm sorry, if this White Ale rose to the occasion. Uh, using only the highest quality ingredients, pure Icelandic water, a touch of oats, hint of orange and coriander, and a century-old brewing tradition. We crafted what we believe is to be the best of the White Ales. Whoa. Um, if you want to get more specific, white ales are a Belgian wit beer, which you, that's normally what you get over at um, Crooked Can. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's pretty so, so it's pretty hoppy. It's, what's nice is it's hoppy. It's, have you ever had um, uh, High Lai? I, I sure have. I love High Lai. This is basically Scandinavian High Lai. Ooh. Okay. Um, the reason I chose it is because we do talk about theme parks. The first time I ever had it was actually in Norway at Epcot. Nice, and I believe, and I believe they still have it, right? They do. It. The it is right outside of the meet and greet with Anna and Elsa. There's a beer cart set up, and they have Einstock there. And there's right. two kinds of Einstock. All right, dude. So once I find a way to get back into the park, we're gonna go have a beer over there, man. And that sounds Absolutely. fantastic, man. Hell yeah. Uh, today is National Hazelnut Day. Huh. So if you like it, so if you got if you like Nutella, there you go. <laughs> I say I'm down for hazelnut in my coffee, so that that works. In 1933, Eric Larson from Cleveland, Utah, was hired by Disney Studios at $15 per week. He will go on to become one of Walt's nine old men. Oh yeah, the nine old men. Uh, in the 19, original squad of animators. In 1956, President Sukarno of Indonesia his family visited Disneyland. They are taken on a personal tour of the park by Walt Disney himself. Wow. In, 1950, in 1958, an article titled Electronics at Disneyland appears in the trade publication Radio and TV News. Okay. In, 19, in 1982, Disney's World's monorail line gets extended from the TTC to Epcot. You heard that. You heard that correctly, man. Nineteen yep. in nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> in nineteen eighty-seven, Eastern Airlines was the official airline of Walt Disney World. Now, Joey, why would I say Eastern Airlines? Eastern Airlines was the official. Oh. So there was an old attraction called Flight of Wonders in Tomorrowland. Yes, that's right. That's right. You felt like you were flying above the clouds. Uh-huh. I do remember that. See, uh, do you look at that, that, man? That your boy, your boy, ride. your boy knows his Disney history so far. Woo woo. Uh, yeah, that was, dude. That was the dumbest ride. I remember going to that as a big <laughs> board out of my skull. In nineteen in nineteen eighty eight, Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse Clock Book was published. Yeah. So it, it was. It was I had like, one of those Mickey Mouse watches. Oh man, those are like authentic now. Uh, in 19 in 1989, Joey, can you tell me which water park opened to the public in 1989? Which one? What what Disney? What oh, Disney? Which water park opened? What Disney water park? 
River Country? No, Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, no kidding. Typhoon Lagoon is officially 31 years old today. In, 19, in 1993, the Splashdown Photoshop opens at Splash Mountain Exit at the Magic Kingdom. In 1995, now since we are talking about Space Mountain, Space Mountain from the Earth to the Moon opens at Disneyland Paris and becomes the fourth Space Mountain. Uh, in, the year two, in the year 2000, Main Street Electrical Parade begins its season of nightly performances at the Magic Kingdom. Okay. In 2002, Journey into Imagination reopens at Epcot. In, oh my gosh, that's right, because that was originally with the Dreamfinder. That's right. In 2004, Magic Kingdom ranked number one in the Family Travel Guide. In, 2000, okay. in 2007, Walt Disney World banned smoking in guest rooms at their hotels. And, fi- and finally, in 2009, Saratoga Springs Resort opens to the general public. Wait, one more time, I'll say here. 2009, Saratoga Springs, Saratoga huh? Springs Resort opens to the public. Isn't uh, that the one that's behind uh, Disney Springs? Yes. It's okay, so that's right the there. one that made everybody mad because everybody that bought into that timeshare bought into it so that they could go to Pleasure Island at night. Right. In 1869, Thomas Edison granted his, granted his first patent for the electric vote recorder. So, so he made that before we, we started voting for the presidentials and the uh, uh, our mayors and stuff. He created that. So that's pretty cool. In 1911, first U.S. group insurance policy was written in Pasig, New Jersey. <laughs> in, 19, in 1935 driving tests and license plates introduced in England. In 1968, Simon and Garfunkel's single Mrs. Robinson from the gra- from the graduate album the graduate, yep. from the graduate album hits number one. In 1969, tobacco advertising is banned on Canadian radio and television. And in, ni- in, in 1973, Joey, I know you have this tattoo, bro, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Paul McCartney and I'll Wings die. release Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. And to- I, have, um, I have a few Beatles tattoos. <laughs> In 2009, General Motors files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It is the fourth largest United States bankruptcy in history. Yeah. Uh, in 2000- they got a bailout. I think they were okay. Yeah. In 2010, Homer Simpson was named Best TV Character. Got my couch right behind me. All right, dude. So I got your, I got your fun facts of the day. And then, uh, guys, after after these segments, uh, we would like to thank everybody who's been listening to our podcast. But we would like to thank the crew over at the Crooked Cam Brewing Company in beautiful Winter Garden, Florida. Uh, you guys keep up the good work, and uh, we'll see you guys there real soon again. Uh, Walmart has a lower acceptance acceptance rate than Harvard because 2.6% Walmart applicants are accepted. That's insane. Yeah. Cookie Monster has a real name. What? <laughs> yeah, Cookie Monster. His name is Sid. Sid? Sid. <laughs> the, villain, the villain from Toy Stories. Right in my mind, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, that's twisted. <laughs> Uh, vending machines are bigger threats to humanity than sharks. 
you're twice as likely to be killed by a venom machine than a shark. That's hilarious. And finally, guys, flowers like Viagra. Your shut up. I, I am not joking, dude. Wikipedia fact. No, this is actually a weird fun fact. So. <laughs> it's, it's definitely weird. It's weird, right. and I liked it. All right, guys, so uh, stick around. We're going we're gonna to bring on the one only, the five-minute professor. He's going to give us our lecture on Space Mountain. You're listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, guys, you know what time it is. I mean, we've been doing this for a, a couple a couple episodes now with the one only the five-minute five professor. So, guys, take a listen. Time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. So, in the words of the of the uh, the Phillips file, greetings and salutations, Professor. And to, to you and the Goof Duck Podcast. Where is uh, I think Joey dropped out. Hold on, there he I'm is. Back. Okay, he's back. <laughs> I'm back. I got kicked, but I'm back and I'm ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you folks asked me to do a lecture this week on, or this month, uh, on uh, a, a thing which I have always associated with Disney World. Always. And I've always thought of Disney World. I, I have no California basis at all. I never think of Disneyland. No offense to Disneyland. It was first. Uh, and its success led to the possibility of there being more. But you asked me to do a lecture on Space Mountain. Yeah. So one of the things I find interesting about Space Mountain is that there are five of them at five different theme parks. And they were not an original part of most of those theme parks. Interesting. Huh. So the first one opened in Orlando, January 15, 1975. So three and a half years after the opening, of the Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain opens in the Magic Kingdom, which is why it's on the edge of the Magic Kingdom. Hmm. You don't think of it as being on the edge because you can see it as you come into the Magic Kingdom. It doesn't matter how you come. If you come in on the boat, if you come in on the tram, either way, you're going to be able to see Space Mountain right as you're coming in. But it, it is actually on the edge of the Magic Kingdom. But Walt Disney didn't think that he was going to need to put thrill rides into his theme park. He didn't think that was going to be something which he needed. So there were none in the original Disneyland. No thrill rides at all. 
the first Thrill Ride, which was built in the late 1960s, was the Matterhorn in Disneyland. Awesome ride. Awesome attraction, man. Have you ever been on it? Yeah, I have not been on it. Uh, but I hear it's spectacular. I mean, I watch I watch video I watch videos on it, but I've never been on it either. No, it's a cool ride, but it kills. It's like riding on a Harley Davidson with no shock. It destroys <laughs> your kidneys. Destroys it. So. so, Space Mountain was a follow-up. So instead of putting a Matterhorn in a Disney World, they decided to put in a Space Mountain. Now, it is. It, at the time it was built, it was the longest all-indoor roller coaster. One of the challenges which they had with the Matterhorn was that it was outside and weather could stop its operation. So they said, let's make something which weather won't stop the operation, which is why it's all indoors. The Orlando Space Mountain has two tracks, the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha is 10 feet longer than the Omega. Whoa. Otherwise, yeah, it's 10 feet longer. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, which is essentially the length of one car. Okay. But the ride lasts two minutes and 30 seconds, no matter which of the tracks you're on. The ride was originally sponsored with $10 million in funding from RCA. RCA had the contract for communication systems at Disney World. And a part of their contract deal was that if a sponsorship came up for a ride that RCA was interested in, they got the right of first refusal. So, so was RCA a, a, a recording, uh, some type of music as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the RCA is uh, Recording Corporation of America, but they also make communication systems. Wow. They, yeah, they eventually made computers as well, but they, they were a company which expanded into a number of different arenas. Huh. So why did so uh, why so, so why would they team up with Disney? Like why would they team up with you know Walt Disney World because of Space Mountain? Who wouldn't? Disney's got them deep pockets. Well, them. yeah, but I'm just keep saying that you know. <laughs> well, keep in mind too that when they did this, it was 1971, so there was already some demonstrated success. Disney was on television every week. They had the Sunday night Wonderful World of World Disney, Disney program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I grew up with. Uh, you guys because you're younger don't know what life was like when your schedule was set around what time things were on television because you had to be home on sunday night if you wanted to see it so you had to be home that's right (laughs) you had no choices there was no no recording ability there was no chance to see it on tuesday and sunday if that's what you wanted sunday night that was it that's awesome. Wow. So, RCA was the original sponsor. FedEx held the sponsorship uh, naming rights from 94 until 2004. Nobody owns it since 2004. Hmm. Our Space Mountain is the only one with single rows of riders. Wow. It's three in a row, and there's 10, car, 10 cars in it to a train. So, all of the other Space Mountains have dual cars. Two, two across, six to a car, two cars per train. The second one was put in at Disneyland. It opened Memorial Day weekend, 1977. The six surviving Mercury astronauts were on hand. Six 
Mercury astronauts showed up at Disneyland for the Space Mountain opening. Whoa! Uh, and they could fit on one car. It was six passengers per car. That is uh, unreal. The system was completely replaced. All the cars and all the tracks were replaced between 2003 and 2005 in California. It's had a couple of different cosmetic iterations, including a uh, ghost galaxy and the Star Wars oh, yeah. Hyper Halloween. Space Mountain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that thing is that, that's yeah, the that Halloween version. That Halloween Absolutely. ghost one is the and scariest thing. Oh. Right, so you're telling me, so you're telling me the so it's like pitch black the entire time. They light stuff up in it. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. And and because it's black, when they normally run it, they can leave them. So they they only need to turn <laughs> it on. Cause so so for several years they did that at Halloween. They would just turn on the ride when it was Halloween. They only had to close down for like a day to get things set. They would just run some tests on the day they were closed, and then they could be open the next day with it. Man. <laughs> In 1983, the first Space Mountain to open as an original attraction at a park opened in, guess what city? 1983, what city was the first time that a Space Mountain was a part of the build-out of a new park? I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess Paris? Not Paris. Is it outside, is it outside the U.S.? Yes. Okay. Because we've already covered the ones that are in the U.S. I'm gonna say... I, wait, hold on one second. Are you telling me that on this, a goofed up podcast, a podcast essentially about things Disney, we're we're just now bringing up the fact that the United States only has two theme parks <laughs> that are Disney theme parks? Well, since I mean, like, I mean, since you. This is this is why Remy can speak on his behalf and I'll speak on mine. Yeah, I'm yeah. Immediately naming, I'm immediately naming European countries and Remy's going. Not in the U.S., right? Like, no, because there's not more than two in the U.S. There's not like one in Baltimore that I don't know about. Okay, right? no, because here's here's what here's what I was thinking. Because back when back when the World Fair was going on back in Chicago, I thought maybe he had a concept there. But now I'm like, okay, so my guess is Tokyo. I'm gonna say Tokyo, Japan. I wish you hadn't gotten it right, because really, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Dogging on you was really kind of fun. So yeah. uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but yes, it was opened in 83 in Tokyo, sponsored by Coca-Cola. The trains are very similar to the Disneyland build-out. Uh, this was remodeled in 2007 with a more futuristic look. But the outside all looks the same. All the outsides are similar. But uh, Tokyo was the first one built with a new park. Paris has what I would say is the most unusual space mountain. Why is it? Uh, huh. Well, cars are two across, just like all the rest of them. Each train, however, has six cars. So there's a lot of people on each ride at the Paris Space Mountain. Also, it has a launch. The, the, theme, Whoa. the theme of the Space Mountain in Paris was uh, Jules Verne's The Earth to the Moon. And so you launch in your six car long train and so you shoot out and it's the only one which has inversion where the cars turn upside down and it does it three times. When it was so, three, I'm sorry. 
No, I was gonna say, so is that like their version of the rock and roller coaster? Because that's almost exactly what our rock and roller yeah. coaster is. Yeah. It's much more like the rock and roller coaster. That's cool. That's awesome. And, and because it's Jules Byrne inspired, it's got a steampunk look. That's rad. <laughs> so it was built three years after Disneyland Paris opened, back after it was Euro Disney, once it became Disneyland Paris. Then ten years later, it was refitted as Space Mountain Mission 2, but they left a lot of the um, the kind of uh, steampunk look. And then in 2017, it got updated to Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain. That's cool. The last one is Hong Kong's 2005 opening. That included a space mountain that is now updated to a hyperspace mountain. So ours was the first and the least changed of all of the rides. Wow. I, I, I appreciate that the Magic Kingdom, they're really, they're big on the nostalgia. I appreciate it. But if you've ever been to Disneyland and you see like hyperspace mountain if you see the nightmare before christmas uh haunted mansion if you see their pirates of the caribbean you're like it just doesn't seem right that us as the flagship theme park doesn't get these amazing renovations because those rides are absolutely breathtaking so the the reason why i chose to do space is because i witnessed american history man i was in titusville with uh, a couple of a couple of my family members and uh we witnessed the launch the the Space Falcon 9 and it was fan it was fantastic it has nothing to do with Space Mountain what is Space yeah, I'm just Space that. Space the <laughs> shuttle came a couple of weeks ago to do Space Mountain and you just saw the the, the well, you know I mean? well yeah but just my Wikipedia but dude here's the, here, the reason why, I mean the reason why I said that's because Space because we're you know it's gonna be American history you know because we're we're launching a actual rocket with two guys inside a spaceship so i was like you know what let's go ahead and do like one of our favorite attractions space mountain you know it's, it's you, you know why is that <laughs> <laughs> we put men on the moon i don't know that's right <laughs> uh let's go let's let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break and uh we'll we'll come back and do the quiz uh, stick around, guys. Stick around, guys. You are listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, Joey, man, I, I don't know if I think we're I think we're doing fine with the with the with the uh, quiz, man. What do you think? Well, in Florida, we in Florida we grade on the curb, so there's always a chance. Yeah, that's right. All right, Professor, we're we're ready. We are ready when you are. So today's lecture was on Space Mountain. So question number one, we'll start with Space Mountain. Space Mountain appears as an Easter egg in what two Disney films? 
one animated from 2007, one live action from 2015, and both of these movies feature uh, Walt Disney quotes in them. I'm gonna go ahead and answer that. It will be uh, Meet the Robinsons and Tomorrow yeah. and Tomorrowland. Those are both absolutely correct. We're off well done, sir. In the movie Tomorrowland, it is suggested that two American inventors from the turn of the 20th century teamed up with two Frenchmen, a writer and engineer from the same period, to form a secret group of futurists. I need to know the two American inventors and the two Frenchmen. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to say, if, you know what stinks is I haven't seen Tomorrowland because much like anybody else in America, I haven't seen Tomorrowland. But I'm thinking that... It's a George Clooney movie. Yeah, but so is Batman. I mean... A good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's got to be... I mean, if we're going to turn the century, it's got to be Thomas Edison. It has to be one. Thomas Edison is one. Okay. And if it was a great inventor, wouldn't it have been Albert Einstein? No, he's German, right? Uh, number one, he is German. Number two, not an inventor. Scientists didn't Thank invent you. things. All right. Um, so if it's Thomas, uh, who worked with... Oh, oh, um, Nikolai Tesla? It is Tesla. Although Serbian by birth and all of his inventing in the U.S. considered to be a Serbian-American inventor. Those are the two Americans. Who are the two Frenchmen? Oh, jeez. I don't know. There? I don't know any French guys. So. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It turns out you do. Oh. You do. Um, it's, it's, think about it. It's Disney. They, they are the Gilded Easter Egg Association of America. Okay. They probably found some very mainstream French. French. The problem is, is the only thing from France I can tolerate is... Fries. Yeah. What's your American? Maybe a crepe. Crepes are good. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, professor. Um, French. See, I know French musicians, and this is this is hurting me. Um. I I'm running out, I'm running blanks, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, well, I can't okay. even formulate so, a funny guess. This is a part of the challenge. I have. Okay. Within the last twenty minutes. Okay. Mentioned a Frenchman to you. Ah, crud. Who's the <laughs> Hold on. I know it's not Freddy Krueger. That, that is correct. <laughs> right, correct. I give you a partial credit for it's not Freddy Krueger. You, you, you got that. <laughs> um, um. Oh, come on. Brent, I'm sorry, Professor. Yeah, we, we, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm dying to look at my know, phone and I can't. Yeah. You definitely know both these names. Gustav Eiffel of oh, the Eiffel, Eiffel, Tower. Eiffel Tower is an engineer, and actually, in the movie, they met in the apartment that Gustav Eiffel had at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's clever. Whoa. Uh, yes, and Gustav Eiffel was, he also made the framework which holds up the Statue of Liberty. That's oh. cool. Is it is it wrong that every time I think of the Eiffel Tower, all I think of is, is the Ponzi scheme? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. That's all I remember is that crazy Italian selling the metal. But and who is the twice. French? Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. The author. Who is the author? Give me a hint. First name. I uh, I'll give you a hint. I've already said his name. <laughs> Joey, I can Joey, I cannot rewind the podcast, man. <laughs> I related him to steampunk. He's actually very related to the steampunk. Oh, okay. Menu. 
to use a French word when talking about a Frenchman. The me. Oh, wait a minute. Are you giving it to me? Is it the, like the Louvre Museum? Nope. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Go ahead and say it so I can smack this. Yeah. <laughs> it is Jules Verne. Jules Verne is French? Jules Verne. Son Absolutely of a... 100%. <laughs> and he I can't believe I didn't know that. Son of a gun. Well, yes. Why did that movie bomb so hard? Those are some key characters. They are... They're big names. They're big names. But it's... This, this, it... Movie... Movie... I think struggle a little bit with its promotion as to what it was because they were kind of secretive about what it was because it's about a secret society and I think that people didn't understand what they were getting with it. You know, surprisingly, right. that All movie right. is not on it's not on Disney Plus yet. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we are. You did get partial credit there, so you're still doing alright. The Jewel right. Burn Award the Jules Verne Award is granted to the current record holder for global circumnavigation in what sort of transportation device? So, in what sort of a transportation device? Is it like a like a like a dirigible? Like, is it would it be a hot air balloon? It is not a hot air balloon, although not a terrible guess. Not correct. Remy, uh, I'm th I'm thinking. Let's see here. Uh... So, Joe, you, you went... This isn't the Goof Duck podcast. Can I assume that you are the Goof, Remy? Yeah, I am the Goof. I am definitely the Goof. Okay, so, <laughs> the, the Goof Duck was before me. It was yes. him and his buddy. And imagine imagine a show with two Remys. It was adorable, <laughs> but nothing got accomplished. Nope. So, now that you have a Remy and a Joey, we can keep each other moving along. Exactly. So, so Joey, um, so you said a hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. Okay, right. so I'm so, trying... I'm going to go down say, that... Are we on the... I'm, I was gonna go down that that track, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna say train. It is not a train. Jules Verne also wrote Around the World in 80 Days. That's where I got the hot air balloon from. Right. Back. However, the prize is awarded in sailboating. Sailboating. It wow. Freedom, uh, it's a submarine. No, it's sailboating. Oh, I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were referencing. Well, I'm thinking of the Nautilus from um, um, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Right. Okay, thank you. Which, by the way, 20,000 leagues under the sea was distance, not depth. Yeah. They traveled yeah. 20,000 leagues underwater. They didn't go down 20,000 leagues because that would have been very, very deep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like parsecs or uh, yeah. a, a measurement of time, not this. Yeah. <laughs> measurement of distance, not time. Parsecs are distance, yeah. not time. Uh, but the the Jules Verne Award is super neat. It is a really sleek sailboat hull that is held up in the award by magnets. So you can take the sailboat part out, and that's what gets awarded to the next winner, and then they slide it back in. Whoa. Okay. It's a neat-looking award. All right, the current record holder of the Jules Verne Award completed the circumnavigation around the Earth in how many days? You will each get two guesses. So the current record for sailing around the world is how many days? It seems like it's gonna be, it's gonna be up, it's gotta be up there. No, it's gotta be up there. Been. I was gonna say I was gonna say eighty, but that's too obvious. They, they would have had to beat. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say four fifty. So, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, whoa. So we're, just, so, just so we're clear on, on the live thought process. Um, we know that Jules Verne wrote a book called Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, and and Joey believes that that was their original target kind of thing. But right. because it's been a while, they must have beaten it. And what you said was, as an alternative to that... Let's go with a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'm gonna pretend this is '90s radio, and I'll let my frat bro speak. I'm gonna say 69 days. <laughs> it is fewer than 69 days. All right. All right. All right. You're all right. All right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 45. Fewer than 45 days to sail all the way around. Oh. Okay. So Joey, we're. Track, so three weeks, 21 days. More than 21 days. Now we have a range. Okay. More than 21, less than 45. 30. 41 days. Wow. And in fact, it's 40 days, 23 hours, 30 minutes, and 30 seconds. Holy wow. cow. Yeah, so it's wow. just about just a little less than a half an hour from being 41 days. Now, is that with is that with stopping? Uh, I can't imagine they could have stopped much. Okay. Wow. That's a long way to go. That is. You are kidding. And you All have to right. hold up a lot of things. Yeah, you yeah. Just, like you're just going straight. It's not as a, as a crow flies. You're going to go. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Interesting. Man. All right. Question number five. Uh, you started strong. A, a little skip in here, but I think you're going to come right back. Okay. The Canadian band, Sum 41, was founded in Ajax, a city in what most populated Canadian province? The Canadian band, Sum 41, was founded in Ajax, in what most populated Canadian province? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ontario. Ontario is correct. Nicely done. And we're back nice. on track. I love those guys. The province of Ontario is named for the Great Lake. Uh, it comes from the Huron language, Ontario, meaning Great Lake. Ontario, Great Eo Lake. And so Lake Ontario was named first, then the province was named for the lake. Lake Ontario borders Ontario in Canada, and which U.S. state? Michigan. I'm going to say Michigan. It is east of Michigan, Remy. Wisconsin. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scratch that. Scratch that. No, scratch that. Scratch that. Scratch that. So, Joy, you said Michigan. You said you said Michigan, right? Yeah. So the obvious answer is. Crap. I'm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say New York. New York is correct. Well done, sir. Nice job. All right. Albany, the capital of New York was named for the Duke of Al Albany, who would go on to become James VII, king of what country? Albany was named for the Duke of Albany, who would go on to be James VII of what country? Ooh. You go first, Remy. I'll see if uh, I can uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking on that, man, because I want to give the wrong answer. Well, it's, and then it's, it's a Duke and Duchess scenario, yeah. so it's got to be somewhere well, in Europe, right? So, I, I would. That's good thinking. Typically, dukes and duchesses. That title uh, is related to someone who's related to the throne. 
Oh. So in this case, so, I mean, it's uh, something given to the youngest son of the king of this country. He eventually became the king of that country. I see. I, I feel like the obvious answer is England. It is less obvious than that, but you're in the right ballpark. Then it's it's got to be Essex. Is it Essex? Does not. That's a little too specific. And Sorry. not a country with a king. I'm an idiot. Of course it's not. Oh God. See, this is me sober, Remy. Let's go. Start speaking. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Denmark. All right, Denmark is a good swing and a miss. That's a, uh, the pitch was at your belt, and you went for it thinking it was going to break. Uh, that is a big swing and a miss. It is Scotland. Scotland, okay. Scotland. Wow. Scotland. Huh. I didn't know that. See, and that's funny, because I would never think of... You, I, I, I'm such a small-minded American that... Uh, so, so the history, when you're naming places in colonial America, it predates... The, com- the combination of Great Britain. However, the King Jameses, the first two King Jameses, King James and King James II, were kings of Scotland and England. Hmm. Okay. All right. Question number eight. Which two Olympic sports trace their origin to Scotland? Which two Olympic oh. sports trace their origins to Scotland? I... I- Golf? Golf, which has been an Olympic medal sport for exactly one Olympics. Absolutely correct. No, but you're right. And um, the caber toss. The caber toss is not something you see at the Olympics. That's something you see when you're drinking whiskey at at a Highland Games. What about the the pole vault? What about the pole vault? Do you think that's the answer? Yeah. I'm going. I'm going with that. That's not right, but I mean, oh. I like what you think. <laughs> well, <laughs> so is that pole vaulting? We have golf. So Joey, yeah. I mean, th- th- think of something else, man. I mean, we we've known there's like track and field. There's. Uh, I have a yeah, so... that might help. Let's hear it. Canada has more gold medals in this sport than any other country. Hockey. Not hockey. Oh. The only other thing I can think of is the Iditarod. That's Alaska. Was that? Was and that? Not wait, an Olympic sport. What, what's that? What's that? What uh, I thinking? What's the one where they have the the, the, the drive by? Right? They, they do a ski drive by where they ski and they shoot targets. No, no. That's the biathlon. That's not, yeah. not that. Oh, not that. It's, it's dog bushing. What's the uh? What is that uh? That sport? Okay. What's that sport with the the metal ball that they have to th- like chuck it as far as they can? Oh, um, highlight? Not highlight. No, it's like another. Uh, there's another name for it. Dang it! Oh, are you thinking about? Hold on. I, are you thinking about another track and field event which dates back to ancient Greece? Is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> Whoa! I'm thinking. <laughs> Is this another one of those ancient uh, uh, pentathlon sports or heptathlon or decathlon sports? Is it one of those that you're thinking of? Because let me help you with this. It will be wrong. Well, I'm thinking. I'm still thinking. Jeez. I'm just trying to think of because the only thing they invented in Scotland is golfing and drinking. So it's not entirely. Not entirely. There's one other thing. There's one other thing. Now think it's something that they're good at in Scotland and good at in Canada. 
And hockey was the not a terrible guest. Hockey was not a terrible guest. Okay. You're at the right type of Olympics. Also, it's the Winter Olympics. Winter. God. Bobby. What's scary is I learned more in one of these interviews than I did in four years of college. <laughs> yeah. So this is the other thing. If you if you listen to the nine and a half years that I was on the Phillips file, you would have discovered at some point in time, this is my favorite Olympic sport. Is it curling? It's curling. Yes. Yes. I had to think about because that's my favorite winter game sport too. I love watching those dudes just go nuts. I, yeah, I like a... my favorite sport because I believe I can do it. Having said that, they have a league at uh, the RDV Sports Complex, and it turns out I cannot do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> what, what did you do? Were you, the, were you the guy that threw the puck or the guy that brushed the ice? So, so when you play curling, you do all of those roles. Everyone huh. throws the stone. Everyone, everyone moves the ice uh but it is hard (laughs) to get the knack for sliding down the ice keeping yourself from falling over and pushing a stone straight forward i am not good at it okay then i actually got to be not terrible at it by not terrible (laughs) i mean not throwing the stone into another lane that's, a, that's the level of competence I have achieved. I love it. Then how come Marge Simpson may, may look so easy then? Oh, it, Remy. Because she is animated. <laughs> <laughs> Just that the beehive helps with balance. I don't know. <laughs> All right, question number nine. Which U.S. golf legend has a sport drink named for him? What you Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Correct. Oh, you guys are doing well today. Uh, Arnold Palmer <laughs> defined which Disney golf course in 2013? Which Disney golf course was redesigned by Arnold Palmer in 2013? And before uh, you ask Remy, before he died, go on. I don't know any golf courses here in Florida, so I don't. I don't watch I'm this. Gonna, I don't I watch I the game. So. Tiger Woods usually places on it. Is it Shades of Green? Oh, then it's got to be, um, what's it called? Osprey Ridge or Oak Ridge or... I think you're thinking outside of the Disney complex. Because there are only four, there are only four Disney golf courses. I'm going to, you know what? And one's one's a nine hole. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot. Go ahead. Shingle Creek? Not Shingle Creek. Is it now? You might be throwing us a swerve, which I do love. Yeah. Is it by any chance the 18-hole golf course at Fantasia Gardens where it's real greens? It is not. Oh. It should be. <laughs> it should be the answer. It should be. But it is not. The right answer is the palm. The oh, palm. Yeah. Wow. Actually, I haven't played that one. I've never played right. the palm. I cannot. question. Go ahead. <laughs> Disney's Palm Resort is just across the Seven Seas Lagoon from what theme park that is home to the original Space Mountain? Disney's Magic Kingdom. That is absolutely Magic correct. Kingdom. <laughs> holy moly, holy cow. You know, folks, I, I've been doing this uh, this show with you for a while, 
And uh, I will have you know that as I write up my questions, I think they're going to do well on this. And then I'm routinely disappointed. However, today, you got an 80%. Yes! I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you, Professor. Solid beast, dude. My mom That is excellent work. I am uh, hoping that you learned something today, either about... Absolutely. It was fun. About the things which you should be studying or about... Professor, have you ever been a teacher in real life? Uh, yes. Yes, because I have a 10-year-old, so I've been doing homeschooling. You've been a great professor. Yeah, man. You really would have been a great professor. I, I like the fact that you say I might be as if I'm altogether too old to, in, to investigate other lines of careers. I like that. No, I appreciate that. I like to that. think that we're, we're probably the same thousand. age. Uh, I'd like you to think that, Joey, because I know it's not true. we got to be close because I'm 37 and I'm too old to be a teacher. Because I've asked about it a million times. I'm like, you know, I could knock out that degree in two years, and then I could start teaching at 40, and then I'm like, and then I could retire at 70, and I'm like, you know, and I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to keep hustling like a part. The, well, the, the problem with getting a new career is that you have to start a job which you know doesn't pay enough. Yeah. So That's the real challenge. Um, so, Professor... that joke. Um, yeah. Out of the 50 states in America, Florida is 47 uh, for paying their teachers. Wow. Not a good place to start. No. So, no. so, so, Professor, we uh, we talked it over, and uh, we like to learn for our next lecture. Le- next lecture, we like to we we like to learn more about the Strat the Stratocaster. The guitar. The guitar. The Stratocaster guitar. Done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will learn. I will learn more about those guitars because. When I'm walking in the guitar center, I'm like, okay, I may want to play that one, that one, or that one. So, you know, I want to learn about more about the the, the Stratocaster guitar. But, uh, Professor, where can everybody everybody find you? Uh, They can find me on Facebook at 5 Minute Professor. They can find me at YouTube at 5 Minute Professor. They can send me a message at 5 Minute Professor at Gmail. And if you cannot spell Professor, I am actively hiding from you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well uh from from well uh guys this has been an amazing podcast today we want to thank our guest the five-man professor uh we hope that we hope to see you back again soon uh hopefully live back at the uh, kruger can brewing company and uh, on behalf of myself my name is remy and always with me is my partner in crime the joy mazant first stop learning fam that's right guys you have been you have been listening to the goof duck podcast right here on Spotify. Take care.